Welcome to a very special episode of Milkshakes and Mimosas, the podcast formerly known as Archie Fucks, but currently known as Milkshakes and Mimosas because we need that search engine optimization, SEO. (laughs) But we're not here to talk about SEO. In fact, we're here to celebrate one holiday in particular, the holiday of mothers. Who better to celebrate Mother's Day with on this day that is not Mother's Day, but when you hear this, it will be Mother's Day. Uh, my own mother is joining us. Paula. Paula, hello. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Yes. Uh, this is going to be like a very NPR, very professional show. Uh, so it's just, it's going to be super professional. We're going to give you the hard-hitting questions. Nah, I'm just kidding. We're here to have fun, folks. We're here well- to talk. Your your Paula does have a very like professional NPR style voice. She's gonna make both of us sound even more like you know like dungeon demons than usual. <laughs> <laughs> so starting off, Paula, do you have any history with Archie comics at all? Like, what's your history of, of the characters involved in Archie? Most of the Archie comics that I was exposed to were the really old classics. I had an uncle, Elliot, who actually collected very old Archie comics, the really cheesy ones, <laughs> the really basic cheesy Archie comics. And that, yeah, I think that was my first introduction to the characters. So those were really the ones old. from like the, the, excuse me, I interrupted you. No, go ahead. Those would have been ones from, what, like the, the 40s? or uh... Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. So really old. So did you encounter Sabrina at all in the in the back the back issues there? Because I know Sabrina, in some of the digests, Sabrina appears. but Yeah, she wasn't really a prominent character um, in most of the early comics. She, yeah, yeah, just, just uh, some small, small amounts in the, at the back, generally. And, and, and is that kind of your only ex- exposure to, to Archie comics? Like you never really uh, followed it other than when you were kind of visiting Elliot? No, yeah. No, I didn't really – I wasn't really interested too much in, in Archie comics. I mean there were some some cartoon characters and such that uh, that came out later, a little bit of exposure. I, I really like the uh, the darker twist with it in the, in the modern day much more than the uh, – Squeaky clean classics, let's just say. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so, Sabrina specifically, did you watch any of the, the Melissa Joan Hart series in the 90s at all? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was in the show. It was kind of in your purview, right? Like, it was yes. kind of in... It, it, uh, you uh, you watched a lot of witchy, witchy television. I, I recall the television show Charmed being a constant staple in our house growing up. <laughs> <laughs> long time a long time um a lot a lot of it took I... me i was way older than i should have been before i realized that charmed was not like a tv spinoff of the craft <laughs> i mean it's pretty close it's pretty close like they they did kind of go for a lot of the the same things while we're talking charm did you watch any of the new charmed is it any good 
Uh, they are kind of missing the mark, I'm afraid. Kind of. Yep. That's too bad. Mom, but... Doesn't their mom talk to them like ghostwriter? Yes. It's really, yeah, it's really a strange dynamic. They changed it <laughs> quite a bit. Interesting. That is, that is, that is very odd. Uh, so that, but hey, it's okay. You have one more witchy show that has had a very dark reinvention, and that is the Sabrina Teenage Witch on Netflix. Isn't that right? Yes. And I, I had to convince you that that was worth watching. You <laughs> didn't believe me. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Like most things, uh, the good things in my life have been brought to me by my mother. <laughs> oh. On air, I'm very appreciative. I'm this the golden sun. The golden oh, good sun. Lord. Okay, we're really getting into the savvy stuff. <laughs> for, for Mother's Day, all he's getting you is a CD with this podcast episode on yeah, it. Yeah, I see. Yeah, there you go. I'm like, hey, you can listen to this podcast. I say some nice oh, things the there. On CD. <laughs> on, on CD. Uh, you know what? Actually, I'll put it I on a laser disc the, for you. The book I got my mother for Mother's Day this year is um, I was at C2E2, and there's an awesome author who uh, writes Jane Austen style books, but with witches. So uh, that ties into oh. uh, Chilling Tales of Sabrina. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Okay, so since you convinced me. To watch the show, what do you think of the show? Why? Why do you think it was worth watching, and what really drew you to the to the characters? Well, there is um, an overlay of a kind of a dark overtone over top of uh, normal life. It starts out, you know, with just some hints about you know the strangeness that goes on, and then it's it's like almost a religious parody. It's it's like it's like a comedic uh, mirror to all the uh, you know religious institutions. Yeah, no, with that's all, that's with yeah. all the you know it, it it's you know instead of hail whoever it's hail Satan hail this, and it's just <laughs> I don't know it's just kind of a twisted mockery of of some of that and I uh, I like that. That's true. Never that's seen. true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No worries. No worries. Uh, that's, uh, that's pretty great because, uh, there is like a very strong biblical tone to this show mm -hmm. and it's always kind of tongue in cheek, right? Like yeah. instead of the Pope, you have the anti-Pope, which yeah, is exactly. <laughs> the anti-Pope shows up, uh, played by the brilliant Ray Wise, who is a great actor and always plays the devil. Yeah. We briefly talked about and it. Yeah. Episode, episode he's in, uh, so spoiler alert, uh, fucking... Ambrose has a, another bean crawl inside of him and cause him to commit a murder, much like Bob did more metaphorically to Ray Wise. Oh yeah, I guess that does have a little bit of the Twin Peaks Twin Peaks connection in there. You definitely you definitely got that. Well, I will. I will uh, never not believe that the writers, the creator of Riverdale, is just trying to think of what he can do that's similar to Twin Peaks. <laughs> that does seem to be kind of kind of what is happening uh there's a lot of uh twin peaks and in, in both and more so in in riverdale and there isn't sabrina but uh even with the character of like lilith who uh are you familiar with lilith from the bible mom i am familiar with it yeah i i, I know what the biblical story 
was. Yeah, it's kind of like she was the first wife of Adam, and then she was spurned and kicked out of paradise. So she teamed yes. up with the devil. So it, it's it, even and like uh, she comes across to like a man named Adam who just seems to be like a legitimately good guy, and they they do play a lot with biblical names and biblical ideas, yes. which is which is interesting because again we uh, Wicca, which is like what most witchcraft is. Is it really like super Satan-y? Like it's kind of fun because it's like it's like a parody of religion uh, under the guise of like the 1980s satanic panic almost, right? Yes. Cuz it's yeah. like cuz it's kind of like what if all of those things that you thought was happening in society were real, right? Yeah. So you have like evil orphanages and evil everything, right? Like yeah. it's uh, dead kids that come back as ghosts and it's just it's it's a very silly fun idea. Uh, do you have any favorite characters? Uh, let me think. Um, her two aunts. Yes. Are, are an interesting dynamic. They're, they're, it, it's, it's quite, quite comical. One tries to be quite prim and proper and the other one's kind of <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> it's it's an interest it's an interesting dynamic between the two of them. Yeah, I mean heck with yeah, the, but... the Betty or Veronica question. I think the real question is the you know, Hilda or Zelda. <laughs> exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, that that is that's true. That should that should take off like a uh, storm. And it's, the it's... You, you and you can't discount the three sisters, right? Yes. They well no, the characters are <laughs> For right? for those of you at home, Andrew made a face like he just ate something gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I I I get what you're saying, Andrew. Sometimes they were a little much, but when they were speaking in unison and just being straight up creepy as fuck, it was pretty good times. It, it was only when they tried, like when they had them cause the like mind disaster, then I was like, this seems a little bit. You shouldn't have these characters be so evil. You know, I feel like they were better when they were the sort of gray area characters. Yes, when they cross, yeah, they did kind of cross the line with the whole mining accident and got very dark for a while. But hey, it's okay. Sabrina brought the brother back to life and everything was fine. Nothing bad happened. (laughs) Everything was was hunky-dory. The brother came back with a smile. It was just like old school Archie. Nothing bad happened. (laughs) You know, it's great. It's great times. Sometimes dead is is better. Sorry, exactly. Uh, don't read it up. Uh, any characters you despise? Like any characters that every time they're on screen, you're just like, go away. I don't want to deal with you. Oh, the one who played Dorian, Dorian Gray. He was just oh, he's a wow. little yeah. <laughs> I he's not great. He's not great. I like the idea of Dorian Gray owning yeah. a owning a bar. Like I just like that idea, and like I like the brief glimpse at the picture you do get. But as a character, he doesn't really do much. He's just like, yes, I'm here because things look beautiful. Now drink some wine at this men's <laughs> club. Also, let yeah. me uh, let me just say that I have no greater nightmares than being in a men's club. Can you imagine <laughs> something less interesting? <laughs> 
so boring. It's so boring. Every time a movie like is like, yes, here's the boys club. And I was like, what? They're not doing anything. They're sitting around smoking cigars, drinking. I can do that at home. Minus cigars. But like, what is happening? Like, that's so boring. And they're just like, yes, we control the world. And I'm like, oh, fuck off. Go have something interesting to say. But. Well, and, and that that men's club definitely uh, had had times where it was used well in the plot as a setting, like when when that's where Satan's hanging out. Because of course, if Satan came back, he'd hang out in the equivalent of the Playboy fucking club, you know. <laughs> like, but then it had times where I was just like, "What the dick is going on?" And uh, when they had literal Salome, I guess comes back from the dead to do the dance of the seven fails, and I was like, "We already went into how necromancy has such dire consequences." Did they kill someone just to bring Salome back just for this, like, men's club? Like, Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, I 100% I guarantee they did. And I kind of wish that they, they had shown that. Like, that would have been cool. Uh, oh, Mother, I had a question. What do you think of the horror host guy who owns Cerberus Books? Because you are the person who introduced me to horror hosts. I used to always talk about Sir Graves Gastly. So how does this guy measure Oh my up? god! Canadian horror host? This sounds amazing. He was he was Michigan-based, was he not, Mom? Yes, he was, yeah. he was Michigan-based. Saturday afternoon, you know, complete campy, cheesy <laughs> horror host. And, uh, yeah, and I, well, he'd host everything from the old vampire movies to your, well, your Godzilla genre. Every, everything was... <laughs> Really campy, campy character. So yeah, I kind of, I kind of liked that uh, that shopkeeper. Uh, but he had, even he had the darker twist to him, right? You know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and I think they, I think they implement the twist well, right? Because it's not like he's a terrible person. It's like no, he's cursed with this like demon, right? So yeah, yeah, th- yeah they're just... they can just release when they need him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just, they just have them in a cage. When they need them, they'll just let them out when when the Mormons show up to start trying to the kill Mormons. everyone. Yeah, they the the uh, yeah the Bible thumpers, as they say, were the uh, were the evil ones in that case. Yeah, exactly. Like that was really that <laughs> everything's was, opposite. Yep, everything's opposite. It's it's really funny that way. I liked how. Uh, What'd you think of Harvey? I kind of thought Harvey fell flat in a lot of ways. Like he just seemed kind of like a boring boyfriend character. But I was wondering what you thought. Yes, he didn't bring a lot of emotion to uh, to anything. You know, <laughs> he, yeah, he was very he was very flat. I, I don't know why these just river... sulky. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why these Riverdale creators can't write for redheaded dudes. Yeah, it seems like that's the case. But have you seen any of Riverdale, Mom? No, I haven't. But now I'm kind of curious. Uh, uh, it's not great. It's not no. great. It's no. not great. But it's she, she it, it would be fun to watch. Episode. Yeah, you should definitely watch the Dream Warriors episode. They go back into the '80s, and it's it's very weird. It's very weird. See, what's weird about Riverdale is Riverdale exists in a world that's more messed up than Sabrina. Okay. <laughs> if you can believe that. The dark undertones of Riverdale are way weirder and more off-putting than Sabrina. Because, like, Sabrina sticks with a style 
and like a substance and like mm -hmm. uh, a way of doing things where Riverdale acts kind of willy nilly and like it'll have like, oh, this is our science of the lamb season. Oh, this is our like uh, normal murder mystery season. Or, oh, this is our like tap dancing incest baby season, which is like <laughs> kind, of, kind of what we have now. There's a there's a pair of incest babies that can float. Uh, we don't really know what the deal with them. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe a little too far off. And, uh, <laughs> and, and there's also an evil Dungeons and Dragons game called Griffins and Gargoyles, where the more they play it, the more they become one with the world, and uh, they do drugs called Jingle Jangle and Fizzle Rocks. <laughs> it is not well written. It oh, is not God. well written. Yeah, but... it's getting worse as you describe it. <laughs> yes, yes. And hey, that's why this podcast was started, because uh, I have so many things to say about the TV show Riverdale, because that show <laughs> is insane. Um, I think the one thing these shows do share is when you were talking about the, the 80s satanic panic aspect, and it's it's definitely handled better on this show, where I feel like it's, the like you, like you said, the, the show does have Wiccans worshipping Satan, and Mary, the witches are married to Satan, which is inaccurate, but it's, they're not, you know, shown as being evil, as opposed to in Riverdale where Griffins and Gargoyles is shown as being intrinsically evil. So I, I feel like it's almost like the... They have the satanic panic from the perspective of people who are actually involved in Satanism on this show, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting because so, like, Riverdale is basically under the assumption that, in this season, that everything that you thought was bad in the 80s is bad and is real. Right. So that's why they have like evil D&D, because &D, like for a while, like the 80s were like, oh, the Dungeons and Dragons are corrupting the youth and making them evil. Where it's like, no, they're just like dorks rolling dice and be like, ha, 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 we're having a great time. I'm a wizard. And like just <laughs> that's also a good time. what we sound like podcasting. I mean, yes, it's, it's that's true. That's true. It's uh, it's why we've got 100 downloads. I but. hate to say it, but I still know people that play it the old fashioned way today. Yeah, you definitely don't have a son who plays it the old-fashioned way occasionally, because <laughs> that would be that would be ridiculous, right? Oh, trust me, I work in an IT shop. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that no, fair. But like, uh, like you said, uh, Sabrina involves a lot of things involved with Satanic Panic, but it's a parody. It almost feels like it's like yes. it's kind of just talking about the hypocrisy of religion but looking at the hypocrisy through the lens of its satanism right yeah. like it's just like it's just looking at it through a different lens which just kind of adds like a nice campy fun value to it also yeah. what's nice about uh sabrina as opposed to riverdale is uh they handle anytime they try to do a, like a progressive storyline because like the storyline with theo when she goes through uh when he goes through his journey uh, yes. to become Theo, they actually handle that pretty well, and they do take a lot of time and effort to show that in uh, Sabrina, where every time Riverdale tries to tackle a serious subject, it just goes awry. It goes bad. It goes bad. I'm looking at you, Dark Betty, which is just, <laughs> which is just when Betty goes dark and she puts on a wig and she's like, I'm Dark Betty now. Like, <laughs> oh. Well, and I, I did like your point about how the show is able to show the sort of 
structure problems in any religion. Like when they have Blackwood getting super uh, misogynistic, they're showing, well, a, any religion is not a democracy. So that's the, the problem. It's not like this religion is better or worse because it's Satanism, which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 true. That's true. It really does kind of like uh, tackle the roots, the core roots of like the church, like you said, like in a very yeah. like cl- clever ways. Yeah, of, of theocracy. You, yeah, theocracy, the- theocracy. <laughs> I love whenever I make you laugh because it it does sound like it's Goofy laughing, and I'm yes. Just like, I got- Got that achievement from Goofy. He's finally thinking my jokes are good. <laughs> uh, wh- what did you think of the arc overall for Sabrina? Do you think it's like uh, knowing that they're going to have two more seasons? Do you think the show could do two more seasons? And did you like the two season arc that they kind of presented? Um, I'm not sure if it'll make two more seasons. They've I mean, how much, how many more surprises can you actually introduce in her life after that second season? Yeah. Where can you take it? I, it's going to be tough to do two whole, you know, two entire seasons past that point. Because it seems like they're inevitably going to have to let Satan out of his cage, which then seems like it's going to be a retread, you know? Exactly. Where would you like uh, the show to go? If you had a choice to do the next two seasons, what kind of things would you have Sabrina get up to? Well, I think they've already set the stage, though, at the end of the season for what uh, what she wants to do. But there would... uh, I guess I would like her to kind of explore... um, more history or something else, some other area, you know, um, that, that, uh, w- you know, that had a, a witch's background, you know, take the story somewhere out of, out, out of the town, exp- you know, exploring the country or the world, different areas, you know, discovering different powers or different sources. Something yeah, like that, that. That's yeah. true. Like yeah. they could definitely they could definitely expand the show's world cuz you're never really sure if the uh and obviously not, but like they do kind of make the witch and all of the satanism and everything like that seem located centrally in Greendale where it would be very interesting to see what the rest of the world is like especially under these wor- world rules, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a that's a really good idea. That's a really yeah. good idea. You, I would you want love to hear to the see crazy that. crap I wanted to do. <laughs> oh God! Okay, okay, go ahead. Right. Let's hear it. So, What's like, like I said, <laughs> I don't want her to be fighting Satan again. I want Satan to be imprisoned because I feel like that was a good character, but we had two seasons of him, and don't rehash yeah. the same fucking villain. Then you, then you get into like you know, comic book territory where it's like, oh, now Doc Ock's back, but all his limbs are metal, and um. <laughs> Look, that was a good storyline. Don't mind. <laughs> no, okay. no, Doc Ock's in Spider-Man's brain. Um. <laughs> Look, Superior Spider-Man was a good... Anyways, anyways. <laughs> we'll talk about that Spider-Man. Uh, uh, uh. So, um, we fucking uh, have... Instead, now that Satan, the being of evil 
you know, that has been feared by Christians for the last 2,000 years is caged. What is able to gain power again but Hades, the being of evil uh-huh. that was feared before Christianity. So she has to oh. fight fucking pagan gods in this new That season. would be... I kind of like that. I kind of like that. I like the idea of, like, an ancient evil kind of showing up. Maybe, like, some Lovecraft thing, like some Cthulhu shows up and is like, I was just waiting patiently. Like, no, that's gotta idea. be a dude in a robe with a beard. Sorry. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine. Beer. You robed... Man, <laughs> Boy, and he's got like would. he's got Plato as his chief strategist. <laughs> Not Athena. Yeah, I feel like you'd want to go with Athena if you got to do some strategy. Yeah, but true. I guess he's Hades. He's the villain, so yeah, that would be that would be kind of fun. That would be kind of kind of interesting. I do like the idea of uh of like Sabrina just like taking a trip to Salem or something, right? Like how I think it would be fascinating if you like brought her to a place that is has a lot of history involved with witches and Wicca. Yeah, other, other covens, other yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot to milk from that and I think again since our, the show seems like to be really intent on just constantly referencing horror movies, I mean there's a whole bunch of horror movies that happen in a whole bunch of different places other than small towns. Yeah. So like you could milk you could milk some of those references and ideas pretty easily. What's fun is this is all filmed in Vancouver. All of it's filmed in Vancouver, as is most things, but I could literally <laughs> take a bus ride this weekend and go see for Easter weekend I could go do a sightseeing <laughs> tour. Easter weekend you go do a sightseeing <laughs> Don't tell your grandfather. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it's, if it's, oh yeah i'm just here hello hey grandpa i'm just here praising satan how's your uh how's how's it going how's everything going <laughs> i forgot oh. if it's filmed in vancouver we could have this next season just be them recreating the best monster of the week x-files episodes at the literal original shooting locations that's true that's true <laughs> just have the same monsters just have like a road trip the exact same monsters yeah just with Sabrina. <laughs> Sabrina and Sully. Uh, <laughs> I like that dude, the fucking Julian Anderson still just shows up. <laughs> oh, Julian Anderson, how how I love thee. Um, so now that we kind of, uh, what other witchy shows would you recommend for people who are a fan of this? Like, what what uh, if uh, if somebody likes uh, Sabrina, where would you recommend they they go in your witchy purview? No, that's that's a difficult one. There's not a lot of good um, series in that in that area right now. I mean, you see things like uh, the awful Shadow Hunters and stuff coming out. It's like, <laughs> no, you're ruining the whole the whole area with uh, with things like that. Yeah, I can't think of a lot of good ones right now. If Although you, I am watching something that's not witchy, but definitely a little twisted and, and strange. Have you seen uh, American Gods? Oh, no, I haven't seen American Gods. But speaking of Gillian Anderson, uh, Gillian Anderson is on at least the first season of American Gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's good. Is it good? It, it's good. It's very it's 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 twisted. It's more mythology, though, right? It's yeah. More, yeah. Know, yeah. It's, it's is, more, is Hades uh, in it? Actually, I 
think there is a Hades character. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. There's me. a lot of obscure gods. Too. <laughs> That's awesome. A lot of obscure gods, not just uh, the standards for yeah, sure. Yeah, That's really cool. That's yeah. awesome, actually. I like I like the idea of kind of like going into uh, more obscure history and, and exploring some of the more obscure gods. So that's a, that's a cool idea. I'll have to check yeah. American gods out. Quexacoddle yeah. being his sneaky self. Oh, good old Quexacoddle. I, <laughs> I stand for Cue the Winged Serpent, the true Quexacoddle movie uh, <laughs> where it's just it's just a dragon that flies around and eats people and I think it's yeah, that's in New York. It yeah, shows up in the yeah. Chrysler building. Oh, you can hear my dogs! You can hear the dogs! <laughs> Sorry, that's I my see. dog. Oh, <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> no, no. Oh goodness gracious! Your your your, the... your mom actually mom. has clean audio. I'm the one that forgot to mute my phone, and it's my dog barking. <laughs> like, that's okay. That's the tornado okay. siren is gonna go off next. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's awesome. Uh so uh, any any final insights on Sabrina and uh, any life advice for the listeners? Life advice. <laughs> Just kidding about the list. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. It was just like I said. You, you can't watch it with anybody who is too serious about things. Obviously, but it's it's a good tongue-in-cheek, right? Twist on religion and witchcraft and little bit of teenage angst in there too but it doesn't it's not too much to ruin it how about that <laughs> yeah no that's fair it's a it's a good balance of of the teenage angst yeah well thank oh, you oh i, I want to ask her actually before we before we wrap oh, yes. up excuse me, i i wanted to ask her about um so i think the as much as i liked this show i think something which which i didn't get a chance to talk when the, the last time we talked about sabrina was i um I found myself when they were covering Sabrina, waiting for them to cut back to Lilith, which I, I'm not sure if that's a weakness with the show in terms of, uh, or if that was more intentional, because Lilith does have the, the bigger arc in this show, you know? I mean, she she has a much greater character change, going from doing Satan's Binny at the beginning to literally ruling Hell at the end, so I, I was wondering... Um, Sort of as as you were watching, were you were were you compelled by Lilith as well, or is that just my weird self? No, I think um, Lilith was a a very interesting character. You really saw that change, and the, you know, start, starting doing uh, Satan's bidding, then influenced a l- little bit by you know by her relationship with Adam. And then finally reaching her breaking point and and turning on him at the end. Yeah, he she uh, she definitely had a robust story and was was an interesting character. I I I have a feeling I don't know why, but I think they're going to make Sabrina cross her in the next season. Yeah, I'm worried about that too. Which yeah. I mean, you have to you have to have drama for shows, but the, them having that sort of gray area relationship this whole two seasons was just so great i'm really sad to have her them have to butt heads inevitably yeah um also that actress is scottish which is crazy she does a fantastic uh, american accent on this really yep yep you really can't tell yep she was she was a doctor who so that tracks that tracks if you're in the uk 
you gone you get out of Doctor Who. She actually played the master on Doctor Who, who is like the female antagonist. Oh well, sorry, she's normally the male antagonist, like an evil time lord, like an evil Doctor Who, then regenerated into a woman. So like it was actually the the master became the first woman time lord before Doctor Who. So the master is more progressive and now she's the master of hell. She's on this shit. <laughs> That's awesome. She's got it. Do you She's remember if she used her uh, Scottish accent in that? I know a lot of times Doctor Who makes people do British accents. I think it was a British accent. I yeah. don't really remember, but she was very gleefully evil. So yeah, yeah. She was having a great time, which she seems to be great at. Like, she seems to excel at being gleefully evil. I guess it's hard not. to be gleefully evil with a Scottish accent. It, it's, like, much too just, like, a, a warm blanket of an accent. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It is It is a kind of a nice, relaxing accent. Although, if you live there, it would probably just be the way people talk. So you're like, there's plenty of evil people. Oh. That's very true. <laughs> that's very true. Anyways... I just want to say thank you. Thank you for joining us, Paula. And I hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day, which I will inevitably tell you on the actual Mother's Day. And for our listeners out there, do something nice for your mom. Give them a hug. Send them a nice message. Buy them some flowers. Just got to be nice for your mom on Mother's Day. Any final words? Make a Mandrake Root clone of yourself and send it to go visit your mom if you're busy. Yeah, that will have that's... no bad consequences. <laughs> well, thank you, Bob. I hope you have a good day. Yeah. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. And I do want to mention that uh, Jane Austen, but with Witch's book that I uh, was talking about, is uh, by Mary Robinette Cowell. It's uh, called The Glamorous Histories is the series. The first one, Shades of Milk and Honey. Oh, good to know. Good to know. Good on you for getting your plugs in and making sure an artist gets credit. I mean, she has a Thank Hugo you. Award. She doesn't need my help, but I, I always hate it when people are what? like, oh, yeah, there's this thing I like on a podcast and then like doesn't actually give the proper noun, you know, in case someone's interested. Yeah, I know. I had to actually record an uh, outro for one of our episodes because I didn't do that. Uh, but anyways, um, thank you for joining us, folks. And until next time, remember, Trash Fires gonna burn. This has been a Milkshakes and Mimosas podcast. Email us at milkshakesandmimosas at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at mpodcastm. And until next time, trash fires gonna burn.